and welcome to another episode of Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights. I'm Anna Weaver, the Herald's Associate Editor, and today I'm talking with Lisa Gomes, the Diocese of Honolulu's Office of Youth and Young Adult Ministry Director. Did I get that right? That is okay. right. Okay. Lisa, thanks for talking with me today. Um, we're here at St. Stephen's Daston Center, where your office is, um, but you actually commute from Wahiawa, right? Yes, uh, that's correct. Though not every day now since post-COVID. That's but. right. And you're a lifelong parishioner at Our Lady of Sorrows in Wahiawa, right? Is yes. That, um, since you're now the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry, were you very involved in youth ministry growing up? I actually wasn't. (laughs) My family did not go to Mass on a regular basis when I was little. Um, I did go to Mass with my grandma all the time, and I didn't receive my first communion actually until middle school, until eighth grade, So, and then got confirmed in high school. Okay. And you didn't have to do rite of Christian initiation for kids or anything? No, because I was baptized as a baby. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's right. So how did you eventually end up in youth ministry? It was through the school there? You taught at Our Lady of Sorrows School? Yeah, I taught at Our Lady of Sorrows School. I was the middle school math, science, and religion teacher uh, for a number of years. And as a teacher, I was also going to mass at the parish, and I noticed that my students who were parishioners weren't involved in religious education at all. There was no such thing as youth ministry Mm -hmm. at the parish. And so I would try to get them to do stuff at the parish, like go on retreats and things like that. And so I like to think that was the start of youth ministry involvement for me. Okay. And then eventually you worked um, at St. Anthony's next? Yes. Um, Our Lady of Sorrow School closed, and I was hired as the Director of Religious Education and Youth Ministry at St. Anthony in Kailua. Which is my parish, full disclosure. So, yes. Um, And then from there, you decided you wanted to get even more involved in youth ministry? Yeah. So at that time, when I was at St. Anthony's, the diocese had, under the chancellor's office, um, the Diocesan Youth and Young Adult Board. And so because I was trying to get more youth ministry focused and not so much only sacramental preparation uh, stuff at St. Anthony, I got involved with the Diocesan Youth and Young Adult Board. And so that was uh, my first experience of what happens on the diocesan level. Okay. What, how did it evolve into where it is today? Because I know you've also had a few more people on staff and then not, but you're kind of at this level for a while, right? Yeah. So the Diocesan Youth and Young Adult Board um, decided that they wanted to propose to our new bishop at the time, Bishop Larry, uh, to open an office for youth ministry um, initially. And so the board put together a job description uh, for this office. Uh, And at the time, I had been the associate director for the Office of um, Religious Education, now Faith Formation, in the diocese. And so um, that was the the start, I guess, of um, I I was encouraged to apply for the position, and I got the position, and here we are. All right. <laughs> More than 10 <laughs> years later. Yes. 
Um, and you obviously still have a passion for it all these years. What is it about youth and young adult ministry that you like so much? I do. I love, I love my, well, my favorite age group is middle school that by far, um, I loved being a middle school teacher. I currently volunteer at my parish with middle. Well, I started with middle school and now we're combined with high schoolers, but I just, I love middle schoolers. Um, I love the energy that young people bring to everything that they do, not only um, in our church. And I just see, now that I'm older, (laughs) I think I see so much hope uh, in our young people, you know, through the gifts that they have, through the challenge that they give us um, as adults. And so, but I just, I still enjoy it. Even though sometimes it's hard to keep them engaged, like, do you find that that sometimes disheartening if you, you know, lose them as they get older or? (laughs) I do. I, it is, it's definitely disheartening, but, you know, I, I think the, the hope, like, and I just give an example. So like our office hosts the Christian Leadership Institute each summer for high schoolers. Um, and I think that's like my jump start for the year every summer, because even though it's an exhausting week, you know, because you get very little sleep as a leader on it. Um, but after I'm so energized and I'm ready to go and I'm ready to start, you know, the new year, because I know that there are young people like the ones who participate who are going back to their parishes and to their schools and just going to lead and going to serve. And so I think that's what keeps me going, even though there are those times where you think, oh, you know, this one left or that one's not here anymore, things like that. But I think we have to leave a little space for the Holy Spirit to do his work. <laughs> yeah. And you may see them come back around too, right? Yes. So Yes. Um, and then you're also involved nationally too with different youth ministry committees, right? Is that? Yeah. Our, our diocese is a member of the National Federation for Catholic Youth Ministry. And so um, I've been in involved in a number of different committees. Currently, I'm the chairperson for a committee called the New Diocesan Directors Institute. And so plans, uh, it's a three-day session in Washington, D.C. at the national office for those individuals who are within the first three years of their position as a diocesan leader in youth, young adult ministry and pastoral juvenile or Hispanic youth ministry. Um, so it's it's always exciting. You know, I was very humbled when I was asked to, to be part of the committee because I don't think I know a lot <laughs> about being in the diocese. I still learn, you know, in my position, but um, I love doing it. I've had the opportunity to meet, you know, colleagues all across the nation through it. So it's exciting. It must be nice to hear what other people are doing around the country too and share what we do here. So definitely. Yeah, it always is. And, and, you know, we have some similarities. We have, you know, similar challenges getting 
young people to stay in church or even families, you know, to to stay connected to the church. Um, the I think the one benefit that we have being in Hawaii is we're so family oriented, we're so family focused, you know, and so uh, as long as your family is going, your family is going. And so I think that that's uh, one of the things that I see, you know, nationally that makes us unique. But speaking of keeping engaged, so do you think that the diocese's switch uh, has it been about five years ago to the restored order where confirmation comes right before receiving first communion in second grade? Has that affected youth ministry now that confirmation is not in high school? It's tough to say, <laughs> only because we had the pandemic. So oh, the yeah. the pandemic year was the final year of our diocesan transition okay. for all the parishes to have confirmation um, celebrated before First Communion. So it's, it's been tough to say um, because this is three years later, right? And we're still have parishes who are restarting youth ministry, you know, um, unfortunately, a, a number of them stopped during the pandemic and didn't gathered, didn't gather. And the primary focus was sacramental preparation, okay. you know, because we could not gather in person. So, you know, I, I'm hopeful. Um, I've had many conversations about looking for new leadership because some people have decided not to volunteer anymore in leadership. So mm-hmm. we're, we're still moving. So it's hard to say if, mm-hmm. if that has impacted youth ministry. Are people trying to find new original ways to just make it more fun, I guess? It's nice. To, that was one, because you know, I mentioned earlier, middle schoolers are my favorite age group. And that was the one thing I noticed in our diocese in the first like five years um, in this position is there wasn't anything for middle schoolers. You know, like we had big youth rallies for high school and we had different opportunities for high schooler, but nothing really for middle schoolers. And so um, to get parishes to have youth ministry um, for middle schools is huge, you know, and so I've noticed that in the last maybe six or seven years, more parishes are focusing on middle schoolers, because that is really an important age group, you know, and so um, that's exciting to see that, but I know there are parishes since the pandemic that have been offering a variety of different programming for young people just to be connected to their parish because you know you mentioned St. John Vianney and I know they do something weekly that's still online um, and then they also do stuff in person and so just really reaching out not just having the one youth group that meets on Wednesday nights but looking at a variety of different options for you know sixth through 12th graders yeah yeah make giving as many opportunities I guess as possible um and we talked a lot about like middle school high school but then of course your role is also for young adult ministry and you were actually just uh awarded the first annual epic award by epic ministry which is a young adult ministry here in Hawaii right um and I wasn't here when Epic was really starting up. Can you talk about, did you work with them as they created their plan? Right. Yeah, so it's funny. So Epic actually started at my parish. 
<laughs> Our Lady of Sorrows. Um, and I and I remember there was a, a guy, Josh Laguana, and he had asked, you know, let's talk, let's sit and talk about young adult ministry. Like, how do we serve young adults? And we had a conversation right outside the church, you know, very informal. Um, and a young they created a young adult ministry at the parish, and it kind of grew into what is now Epic Ministry, uh, which is at a number of parishes. And um, I, I don't know all the, you know, the way it structurally works, but it's its own nonprofit organization um, that serves young adults. And they're also on Maui. Um, and I'm very honored to have been awarded the first award for it um, and excited that this is their 10 years. Who would imagine? Uh, and they've just they've served so many young adults. It's very grassroots, I like to say. You know, it, it's individual one-on-one invitation uh, to come to, you know, a, a faith sharing or even a social event, you know. And that, that's been one of the challenges for me personally because I've seen so many people not come back to mass um, since the pandemic is because I'm experiencing this and I see young people who were either my students who are now young adults or have been in our youth ministry who are now young adults is I've been reaching out to them and saying hey you know, there's a hike this weekend because that's one of the things Epic mm-hmm. is doing for this 10 years. They're offering, you know, hikes once a month um, or Catholic Beer Club, you know, for those 21 and older who might be interested. In- and um, before we were recording, we were talking a little about World Youth Day and how it's evolved. And you were saying it's now more targeted towards young adults. So um, right. this upcoming one in Portugal, um, you're still kind of drumming up interest uh, for that. Yes. So World Youth Day, it, it, it's really so the international definition of the word youth is our American definition of the young adult okay. of a young adult. Okay. And so I think that's why there's some misconception. And when World Youth Day was held in Denver mm-hmm. in the 80s, a lot of you know, U.S. dioceses took youth teenagers. And so I think from then. Um, but we are we are. We have a package together. It's a land-only option um, Mm -hmm. to Lisbon for World Youth Day, uh, 10 days. Um, Are you planning to go? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> you are Portuguese as I am, well. Yes. So, yeah. so it would be nice to go back to the homeland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two or three years. Okay. Yeah. So this one was actually supposed to be, I, I want to say originally in 2022. But everything got bumped Because of back. the pandemic, okay. it was bumped back. Yeah. Okay. But really a great experience. And, and by far a, a young adult um, experience. Well, what else do you think that people would want to know about um, youth and young adult ministry here? Maybe you see anything that's a little, well, you mentioned the family element here of keeping people engaged in church, but um, anything else that's unique to the diocese here or your plans for the future with the office? Yeah, I I think, you know, when we think of the, and I always get this, you know, we we don't have a youth minister at our parish or, you know, we don't have money to pay a, 
a person to lead youth ministry in our parish. And I think the important thing to remember is we're all youth ministers. Like if we want young people to be involved in our parish, um, not only now as young people, but in the future as well, then everybody has to be a youth minister, you know, pay attention to young people in the parish. I, I just, I use this example in one of the workshops that I do is I remember once when my um, nephew was a teenager and we were helping with something after mass, I don't remember what it was, but we were cleaning up and he was carrying the heavy table you know, and I was just walking next to him. And one of the ladies who was in charge said, oh, thanks, Lisa, for helping, for helping. You know, I'm like, oh, no problem. And so she walks past us and he says, oh, yeah, just thank the old person. Don't thank me. (laughs) And so that's always a reminder for me is that, you know, our young people are very capable of doing what us older people can do in our parish. (laughs) Um, But But, you know, we have to thank them, too, and we have to pay attention to them as well. And so and that's all of us, not just the person who has the title of youth ministry coordinator or youth ministry. But I think that's for for all of us in our parish, in our parishes. Really recognizing them and their their participation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, great. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up here? Set? Okay. No, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing to speak with me. So, Definitely. Yes, I hope you do get more interest in Portugal. So then yes. I can talk to you about your trip to Portugal. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Um, I'll conclude saying um, this has been another episode of the Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights podcast, and we will be back in another two weeks. Thanks. Mm-hmm.